everybody, I've got Tyler Pennypacker here, one of our nutritionists, and we're gonna be moving into, in our spring detox series, we're gonna be talking more about foods that detoxify. We've already talked about toxin avoidance, um, the retox, so to speak. We've talked about clean produce. We've talked about clean animal products, and not full detail, but if you haven't watched those pieces yet, stop here, just don't even watch this video, go back, because as, as we said in the first couple videos, if you, you, you can do more detoxification by avoiding toxins than by actually trying to get your body to detoxify. If you were retoxifying yourself, then it's, it's much harder to detoxify because not only are you getting just as many toxins as you would detoxify, but also those toxins that are coming in actually inhibit your detoxification processes. So we are going to talk about foods that detoxify and we encourage you to eat these foods even if you are still not perfect in the animal world or the produce world. But um, just know that stopping retox is infinitely more important than, than focusing on detox, okay? So Tyler, kick us off with uh, foods that detoxify. I see you've got a picture of some beets over there. I love beets. I love I beets I think too. beets are one of the number one foods to support detoxification. My wife hates beets. They're delicious. She gave it to her on her first date, second to think, that's something okay. did not go well. Yeah, well, she made, she made it through. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, so detoxification, there's a lot of pieces, but when I think of nutrition, it's a game of nourishment. Mm. I think that there's an overemphasis on uh, juice cleanses, oh excess fasting, and liver detoxes, and I don't think people realize that that actually inhibits mm -hmm. your ability to detoxify the mm -hmm. more you take away. We need nutrients to power those pathways. Let me even simplify that further, because you said it exactly, but I want to say it again, is that in, in these master cleanses and juice cleanses and th stuff, those are calorie restrictions. Mm -hmm. Your body is an excellent budget counter. It knows exactly how many calories it got in a day mm -hmm. and it knows exactly how much it burned in a day. If your consumption of calories goes down, your body always balances the budget, otherwise you would explode. So mm -hmm. we, we don't see humans exploding, so the balance, the budget is always balanced, unlike our federal government. They never balance the budget. So if the body's always balancing the budget, if you eat less calories, some processes must slow down. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that detoxification is one of these processes where you can go, uh, I, I guess since we can't detoxify right now, we'll just store it. And that's what happens. In some ways, it's not essential. The body's more concerned with keeping you alive. Right. Um, producing the energy. Detoxification is a, a parasympathetic process when we think of the nervous system. So the, the body needs to be in a restful state and even uh, to focus on caloric restriction, that scares the body and it's, it, it, it transitions. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, transitions into more of a, a sympathetic state where it's on alert. So, now detox. there's ways to use fasting and stimulating detoxification, and that's for another video. Right. But um, calorie restrict. I always like to separate calorie calorie restriction. That's a tough word for me right now. Calorie restriction is a different being than fasting. Yes. Both yes. are restrictive states, but to the human body, as far as balancing the budget, fasting for whatever hormonal reason is actually a stimulus to the body to regenerate and regrow and all kinds of things. Whereas calorie restriction is a shutdown, depressant, mm -hmm. um, slow the body down. So when, when we say calorie restriction, don't hear fasting. That's a separate aspect, so. Right, very good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how detoxification happens. So there's typically one organ that gets the spotlight when yep. we think of detox, and that is the liver. The liver, <laughs> but it's not just the liver. Right. <laughs> I like to think of the liver more as a conductor of an orchestra. It's helping to facilitate all the parts, the blood, mm -hmm. the kidneys, 
the gut, etc., mm -hmm. to do this process. Yeah. But for the sake of this video, I want to talk about the liver. Absolutely. And there are three phases to liver detoxification. And oh, you're going to confuse people. Dr. Oob can probably <laughs> explain this much better than I can. But phase one is all about uh, breaking down a toxin, altering it, which actually makes it more dangerous. Correct. Um, and we need nutrients to create uh, a set of enzymes which alters this toxin. But this phase, the toxin becomes more dangerous. I, I, I love metaphors. And so one of the metaphors I use, I don't think is that great. I need a better one. But I always think of if you're going to hit a base, if you have a baseball bat and a baseball and you want to hit that baseball, like <laughs> hitting it in your hand is not very useful. You have to activate it in order to hit it. And that's kind of what the liver does. It throws it in the air and a ball in the air is much more dangerous than a ball in your hand, right? If you have children, you fully understand that. And so throwing that ball in the air is what the liver makes a, a more toxic toxin in order to make a less toxic yes. toxin. Yes. But if you get trapped in between phase one and phase two is where people can actually be more toxic by speeding up those processes. That is such a great I'm getting point. Off topic and I'll have to give you my metaphor afterward which oh, kind of relates to that. Okay. Um, so phase two, like Dr. Ube said, we're throwing that ball in the air. We're making it more safe to hit. Phase two is about conjugation. So we're, we're adding a substance to the toxin to protect it, essentially, so it can be removed. Yes, and that part's very, he said it, but there, that part is very nutrient dependent. I like to call mm -hmm. them kamikazes. There's, there's nutrients that are kamikaze that are literally taken from food, taken from your, your body's resources, and stuck on the toxin to literally get it out of your body. So just like we talked about with calorie restriction, if you're restricting calories, you're restricting nutrients. Mm -hmm. So of course, not only does the liver not have the energy to actually do this process, because you're calorie restricted, but two, it doesn't even have the nutrients mm -hmm. needed to do it. So yeah, not a big fan of calorie restriction detox. Yeah. So once that, that toxin has been uh, made safer, it's ready for excretion. That's mm -hmm. what we call phase three. So mm -hmm. that is uh, urinating, stooling, sweating, and even breathing. Mm -hmm. It's a form of I, most practices, if you've ever heard of phase one and phase two detoxification, you're already ahead of the fray, but most people never talk about phase three, and that is getting the toxin out. Um, everybody's pooping, everybody's urinating, everybody is, if you're in Texas, sweating. But when you're in a detox protocol, um, if you're trying to advance your detoxification phases, the first place to focus is on the elimination mm -hmm. because you can process toxins all day long. Your liver is really good at it. You can eat the best nutrients in the world. But if there's no escape, that toxin literally sits inside of you in, a, in its detoxified state, but it can change back. All mm -hmm. biochemical reactions that go forward can go backwards. Yep. And so if it hangs out in your body too long, it just goes back to storage. It has to go back to the processing. We see a lot of people stuck in that trap mm -hmm. of they're not having daily bowel movements. You got to take the trash out. Mm -hmm. If you leave it in, the, in there too long, it starts to stink, right? If you don't believe me, just leave your kitchen trash can out mm -hmm. for a couple weeks. You'll, you'll want to take the trash out. So in your body, it's a daily bowel movement. Number two is you got to make sure you're drinking enough water, not too much, because that's an easy detox, peeing. As, mm -hmm. as Tyler mentioned, breathing, that's kind of natural, that's going to happen, but exercise can stimulate that. 
The number four is one that's often overlooked is sweating. Mm -hmm. And I always try to separate sweating from exercise, from mm -hmm. sweating in general, yeah. because when you're sweating with exercise, you're actually generating, you're creating energy. And as you're exercising, you're actually creating biochemical toxins. Yeah. These are natural human toxins, not like Roundup. You're not creating Roundup and, and pesticides inside mm -hmm. you, but you are creating biochemical toxins. So that sweating might not be as effective as if you're just sitting in a sauna sweating mm -hmm. and you don't need a sauna in Texas. You just got to step outside and, and sit there for a while, right? Yeah. Or wear a three-piece suit. That, that also helps with the sweating all day long, constant treatment. Yes. So we have to support phase three, right? We have to be stooling, we have to be sweating, we have to be urinating. But we also want to support phase two, which is really what I want to focus in on mm -hmm. today. But first I want to hear what you think of my metaphor. Okay, tell me. Okay, I love so the metaphor. I see phase one detox as all these chickens sitting and laying <laughs> eggs, right? Those okay. are the toxins. They're okay. all different colors and sizes. Okay, and I they're like being organized into conveyor belts, right? They're moving down the conveyor belts where we have phase two workers. Think of these guys in UPS packaging your toxin in boxes and bubble wraps uh, to make sure it's protected for transport. Okay, I like that. Okay, and then three obviously is getting it off to the right place. Here's the thing, when phase two workers get overwhelmed, they're not able to package with the nutrients to protect the toxin, okay, those this is eggs good. I start like spilling this. <laughs> off the conveyor belt, right? and recirculating, causing a huge mess in the factory. I like that, okay. and, and eggs that sit out, I mean, they smell rank when they're right. busted and out, so. Yes. That's a great metaphor, I like that one better. <laughs> All right, chickens in a factory. So we have to support phase three, the transport, and we really want to focus on supporting phase two you know, more, more than anything. Yes, because this is the nutrient dependent one. Phase one is kind of always working, not as nutrient dependent. There are certain things that speed it up and can be a problem, mm -hmm. like caffeine can speed it up too much and if phase two isn't ready for it, that's a problem. But in general, phase one's hard to touch. I think mm -hmm. grapefruits are one of the only other things that slow it down that's right. kind of weird, so don't overconsume grapefruits. Right. So how do we support detoxification with nutrition? You always find with me that I'm back to the basics. Right, this, this world now is all into the fads and all, but we mm -hmm. just need to go back to traditional nutrition. Yeah. So I wanna look at the three macronutrients and explain how that supports detox. So you need protein, you need Absolutely. amino acids, partly because those amino acids are what are rendering some of those toxins safer. Uh, not to get literally, too in depth. When he mentioned conjugation, that's literally plucking an amino acid from a peptide. Amino acids are the building blocks of the protein. It's plucking that amino acid and shoving it on a toxin. That's literally what it is. Exactly. And not to get too in depth, but there's two that I really like, uh, which are taurine and glycine, which actually go to create bile acids, which I'm going to explain when we talk about fats. But bile is considered the river of toxins, which the liver releases to help us digest fat but also to carry those toxins out into the stool. Sounds and gross. For removal. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a river of toxins. Amino acids. Another great thing about amino acids is, uh, I believe it's, it's glycine, cysteine, and there's one other that cysteine. go to make. Was cysteine. Cysteine. Okay. Okay. Which go to make? Glutathione. Which is? The master detoxifier magnet. Yes. So if you don't have protein, if you don't have amino acids, you cannot detoxify properly. Now he's mentioning those individual micronutrients or amino acids. I'm not a big fan. I don't think either one of us mm -hmm. are a big fan of only going by a taurine, going by a glycine. Right. He's making the point that those proteins are found in real exactly. food. 
So eat them in the real food. And sure, if you want to supplement, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. But we've, we've, as humans, we've never eaten single amino acids. There's no chicken you can eat that is just glycine right. or, or like turkey and tryptophan is, mm -hmm. is a common one. But turkey is much more than tryptophan. That's mm -hmm. just a, a Thanksgiving myth. Right, right. So what are some good food sources of protein? I personally recommend uh, you know, animal protein and diversifying your protein sources as much as possible. So that may if include- You're about to say sardines. <laughs> well, you said it, not, not me. Um, but you know, focusing again on that grass-fed, pasture-raised meat that we talked about, good quality eggs. Um, I think it's good to diversify. The reason is, is because um, Muscle meat doesn't quite contain the full array of amino acids. Collagen is such a hit nowadays, and one of the reasons is because it's higher in um, glycine. So, you know, collagenous rich foods, is that a word? Yeah. Are, are joints and feet to make broth. Organ meats are a great source of some of those uh, amino acids which support detoxification. If you're seeing my slide here, I have a beautiful picture of, of liver. Uh, but in homeopathic medicine, there's a, a motto that says, like heals like. And the mm -hmm. thought is eating the organ of you know, another animal is going to fortify the organ in yourself. But liver in particular is, is a nutrient-rich source of, of vitamins and minerals to power those detox. And it makes sense because the liver is the powerhouse detoxifying organ. So it's got lots of nutrients in it for detoxification. So if you mm -hmm. eat some other animal's liver, it's high in nutrients and I just saw a roadkill on the way to work today and as disgusting as that is, what are the vultures eating? They're actually eating the organs more than they're pecking at the, the deer meat and the legs right. and the, the, um, the, the body. So organ meats are definitely a big part of diet that we've lost in America and, I, and I'm, I'm the first to admit I don't eat nearly enough. Um, but the, in the organ meat world, especially the liver world, you want to make sure that although the liver is the master detoxifier, the more toxic the animal, where do you think the toxins are to concentrate? We talked about it in the fat, mm -hmm. but also it's going to, it's going to concentrate in the, the liver right. if the liver can't process it. So if you're going to eat organ meats, that's definitely one of those ones where you want to concentrate on buying the, the, the grass version, the, um, Help me out, the, the grass-fed, grass, grass thank you. The grass-fed version. This is not the animal you want to take from the feed lot exactly. that's been fed antibiotics yes. and all kinds of crap because literally, it'll, you'll just assume they're crap. Yes. So, so my chemistry teacher in, in, in college, instead of like sticks to like, like you just said, he always said he was African. I can't do his African accent, but he was like, crap sticks to crap. <laughs> so if you eat crappy yeah. liver, it's going to stick to you. So yes. eat good liver. Yes. So the takeaway from that is you need protein to detoxify, diversify your sources as much as possible, okay? Next uh, macronutrient that's really important for detox is fat. Mm -hmm. This is where um, we really can start debunking the whole juice cleanses uh. for detox, okay? You need fat to detox, and the reason is bile, okay? Bile is this greenish, kind of thickish liquid that the liver makes. River of toxins. Exactly. Got Gallbladder it. stores. It helps us to digest fat, but it, it provides safe passage for the toxins to go to the intestines, to the stool. For those UPS packagers to put it in the bile. Exactly. Exactly. So I think your chicken eggs in the bile, in the package, <laughs> exiting the body. But bile is actually made from fat, but mm -hmm. it also takes the presence of fat in the diet for the gallbladder to contract. Okay, so we need good fats in the diet. 
Uh, one note that I want to make is cholesterol, actually good cholesterol-rich foods is a precursor to making bile. Which is such a problem in America with all this low cholesterol, low fat nonsense that's been preached and mm -hmm. is totally debunked. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of consuming good quality fats, which Absolutely. include, you know, I like grass-fed butter. Mm -hmm. um, if, if it's implicated in your like case. Butter. <laughs> right. Um, the only people that don't like it are the ones that are sensitive to it and can't have it. Yes. Yes. Of course, you're getting good quality fats with any uh, meat, protein that you're getting. Uh, we have avocados, coconut products, olives, and so forth. But you need fat to detoxify. Your juice is doing nothing right. for you. Uh, if anything, Providing it would be better. Providing nutrients, but no calories. Exactly. If anything, it would be better to add a little bit of you know, coconut milk or something yeah. to support that detox. Agreed, and that's even not enough, right? I, I like to think of, I love metaphors, right? So I like <laughs> to think of detoxification as someone turning a crank, right? So calories, fat, is actually what's turning the crank, but if you have no cogs on your wheel, then you're not making any progress. So the cogs on your wheel are the proteins, as he was mentioning, mm -hmm. and the nutrients that are kamikaze and burning up. Mm -hmm. In each crank of the wheel, you burn those nutrients, so you need more and more nutrients, but without fat, that, that crank just slows to a halt and then you don't even need nutrients. Right, exactly. So fat is important, fat is your friend. Yeah, I, honestly, it's such an important thing to say because when I came from conventional medical school and was starting to learn that fat was fine and I was mm -hmm. reaching for the butter, I literally had to have a conversation with myself. Like I just read Mark Hyman's book, he's a very smart man, he said fat is okay, I can do this, I can cook bacon, I can mm -hmm. eat, um, fatty meats, that's okay. We have to rewire ourselves. We have mm -hmm. been programmed that low fat is healthy and it is the opposite. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, you're gonna give me Which one. brings me to my next point. We've also been wired in the last probably one to two decades that carbohydrates are the devil. Mm, true. And, and too low carbohydrate can also be a problem. Right. So I like to focus on this because carbs do provide us with, with energy and the liver stores glucose in the form of glycogen, mm -hmm. and that is needed for the liver to also crank and do its job. Mm -hmm. Okay, but God, I'm using my metaphors. But the <laughs> the importance is the quality of your carbohydrates. Absolutely. So of course we want good vegetables. You know your greens. Um, I like fruit squashes, like squash, zucchini. Mm -hmm. um, I also prefer root vegetables. So if you can handle a well cooked potato, sweet potato, uh, beets, carrots, those are excellent. They're also um, provide uh, prebiotics to feed the microbiome. Some other good sources are things like fruits, so berries, oranges. You're also getting those um, antioxidant nutrients which help to... More get, cogs in the wheel. Exactly, which are supportive of that phase one. Is that a good, one. you like that, cogs <laughs> yeah, in the wheel? Right, we'll do new, a show <laughs> or theater. The wheels on the bus. Yes. Okay. okay. So carbohydrates are also important and um, you know, everyone's different in their tolerance, but I think a good starting place for most people is about 80 grams of, of net carbohydrate. I, so that's the, the take home message on the carbs front is that most Americans are overeating carbs mm -hmm. and that's the problem with insulin resistance and diabetes and all that stuff. So it's so easy to demonize it, but you cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. Carbs are not all evil. Not everyone needs to be on keto. And so even we can be guilty mm -hmm. of it, of, of fussing about carbs so much. And it's not because we want it to be completely eliminated, it's because it needs to be in balance. And I normally tell people, if you're not watching your carbs, if you're not cutting your carbs, you're eating too many. Mm -hmm. 
And that's not because you must be keto, you must be low carb. It's because America is saturated with carbs. Mm -hmm. So if you're not actually watching how much you're eating, you're gonna right. by far blow that 80 grams of carbs mm -hmm. out of the water with even just one uh, Chobani yogurt, right. right? I don't actually know how many carbs are in that, but it's bad, right? It's just full of sugar, it's low fat and, and just full of sugar. And they yep. taste great, Yes, but they're bad. So back to the basics. We need protein, we need fats, we need carbs to detoxify, right? I want to give an honorable mention for, for bitters. So bitter herbs are things like um, dandelion greens, dandelion teas. Um, I also... Gross. Yes. They're bitter. <laughs> they're, they're bitter is an understatement. And uh, the reason they're helpful is because uh, the tongue tastes the bitterness and it actually triggers uh, a response in the gallbladder to squeeze again the bile um, to release and, and to help release. And directly stimulates the liver to produce more bile, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So bitter herbs are great. Uh, no, they're terrible, but they're good for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we saw uh, the picture on the front of the presentation was beets, and I love beets. Beets yeah. is incredibly uh, helpful for actually thinning the bile. Uh, we want that bile thin and viscous and flowing when it becomes thick and in stasis, is that the yeah, right way to yeah. say it? Um, that's when we have trouble. So beets are great. Lemons, um, well-cooked apples are all uh, therapeutic foods when thinking about supporting bile flow. Beets actually have another magical property that them by themselves create a fiber that binds toxins. It's scientifically proven that it, it binds mold toxins mm -hmm. and just by themselves without its powerful detoxification gets, gets toxins out of the body. A simple focus in the detox world is generally the darker the plant, the darker the vegetable, the darker the whatever, the more antioxidants, the more nutrients in it. So black rice has a lot more nutrients in it than white rice, right? right? right. A yellow sweet potato has a lot more nutrients than a white potato, mm -hmm. and a purple sweet potato, if you've never seen one of those, has even more nutrients than the yellow sweet potato. So seek out that darkness because that darkness is really what stimulates. I mean, usually they're a little more bitter when they're darker, mm -hmm. um, but that's also what's stimulating your biome and stimulating your nutrients. I'm getting, I'm starting to salivate. <laughs> talking about food. I mean, it is lunchtime. <laughs> it's lunchtime. Anything else you have for everyone? I don't. So on that note, you know, back to the basics. Before you are, are swayed into doing a, a juice cleanse, right? Let's reconsider how does detox actually work? Completely agree. Love it. All right, thank you, Tyler, appreciate it. And uh, hope everyone enjoyed that. That's the end of his spring detox uh, series. I'll do my own series on the, the, the medical aspects and, and maybe some more supplements, but I really don't want the focus to be on supplements. There's so much more power in food than supplements. Supplements are supposed to supplement our diet, mm -hmm. not replace our diet. So if the diet's not there, supplements are, I don't wanna say rendered useless, but less effective. So we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed Take it. Take care. Bye.